Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's a good description. It's mm. a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, maybe we should get uh, a bit into Netflix and uh, what's streaming and, and the whole thing. And Sounds then... Good. Then we will go we'll go into into the show and talk about it a bit. Yeah, that sounds good. There's a few things leaving Netflix too that I'm sad to be seeing going, so Oh yeah. yeah. That's no cool. You know. Yeah, because they're um, you know, Death in Paradise is going away. Well uh, Yeah, and Wind River's going away. Mm. No cool. So yeah, anyway. Well, the link I have here doesn't give you things um, in order like that, but like, let me see what we got. I think we should just start the show. <laughs> that sounds good. We can do that. All right, then. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. One more time with you, here's Graham. And on the other side, it is my fantastic co-host, Jocelyn. Howdy-do! The, the very howdy-do Jocelyn. From Jocelyn Podcast to Jocelyn Howdy-do. Howdy-do! <laughs> How you doing, Graham? Yeah, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting so used to howdy-do and... I might wake up in the morning and first thing I say, how do you do? <laughs> you know, whenever the clock goes on like that, no, how do you do? You know, how do you do is dope. How do you do? Well, I'm doing all right. Jocelyn, how about yourself? I'm all right. Yeah. I'm doing all right. Okay. <laughs> Here's the crazy thing about the place we live. Again, you know, we had a, a, a relatively mild week in terms of temperature on Monday this past week. The temperature was almost 15 degrees lower than it had been for the past, for the entirety of the month. So we were, we were like in the, in the low eighties. Yeah. <laughs> and that went on for the entire week until Friday. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> and now the weekend is there. It's like, we're all burning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it is insane. I, I, I was out there, Jocelyn, and I don't know if you've been out today. Don't do yes. it. Don't I, do it I if you don't have to. Today. You, I did. You, you did? I did. Was it early morning? No, it wasn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was around noontime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's hot. No. Mm-mm. And like, you know, you can wear all the white you want and stuff. Like, you know, oh, don't wear these hot colors because they absorb more. Nah, everything is burning. Everything. You know what I'm wearing? I am wearing a muumuu that I bought in Hawaii. Oh, the Hawaiian muumuu. Yes. And the Hawaiians are delightfully smart in that because I do have to say it helped, but it didn't help enough. <laughs> 
I should have brought you back a moo Graham. Yeah, I actually look very dope in moo <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you would. I, uh, I bet you would. I have not seen you in a moo but I have no doubt that so you'd look great in a moo Here's the crazy thing, like, because, like, when I wear moo you know, that big belly of mine kind of finds space. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is It is a fantastic thing to see. I kind of look like a sumo wrestler, uh, but a fashionable one at that <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So today we're going to talk about um, the Prime Video Comedy, BBC original comedy uh, on Prime Video called uh, Fleabag, right? Yes. And that is starring Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is actually nominated for an Emmy for this character, for for her work as Fleabag. Yes. Um, and she, she wrote the series too. She ha! Look at that. Yeah. So, so you she done created di- it and wrote it. You done did your research, haven't you? I did a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. A little bit. Oh. Well, but before that, because it's the end of the month, we wanted to talk about some things entering the our favorite streaming platforms and some of them uh, exiting our favorite uh, streaming platforms. So without further ado, we are going to go through some of these days. So I mean, it's a whole lot. It's the entire month of August, right? But like we uh, probably just uh, look at a couple of things here. Jocelyn, how do you want to do this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I think uh, for me on August 1st, the most important thing that seems to be coming, especially on Netflix, is the, this movie is old, in, but like this w- was one of the best little movies I've ever seen. It's called uh, to, to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie. Do you remember Julie Newmar? Do you remember I this movie? I love this movie so much. Yes, yes. John Leguizamo is in, in these, and I believe Leslie, Wesley Snipes. Also, and Patrick it? Swayze. Patrick Swayze, yes, yes, yes. yes. Absolutely I, I fantastic movie, movie, isn't it? The year it came out, and it's 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 marvelous. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you a, a quick story about this movie? Of course. So, you know, during the time this movie was in vogue, it was the times where you would go every week to a rent a video store to just pick out the movies that you want to rent for the weekend. And, you know, it was VHS time. And the truth is we rented that movie. I remember because we thought it was some kind of martial arts movie, (laughs) you know, to Wong Fu. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can do that. <laughs> Pre-internet days, you don't really know. Exactly. Yeah. So we're like, yo, this is kind of in the wrong section. But to Wong Fu, that sounds great. That sounds like a, you know, a martial arts movie. So let's take this. And then it turned out to be one of the weirdest, but oddest in cutest little movies I've ever seen. And ever since, I'm like, yeah, that's one of my favorites of favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. I love the movie, the scene where they're watching uh, the Ten Commandments, 
and they're watching uh, the older actress whose name escapes me at the moment, but the you know famous actress from the forties, and they're they're <laughs> they're just trying to emulate her and talking about them. I I just love it. I love everything about it. Yeah. See, the thing is, that I don't even remember all of those details. I I, <laughs> you know, I I know that it was a fantastic little movie, but I haven't seen him. I, I think I haven't seen it since then. So the fact that it's going to be on Netflix is a good thing for me because I can go back and watch it. I like to go back and watch some old movies. Although I'm not a fan of old movies, like, you know, the golden era movies and shit. Yeah. I don't know why, uh, Justin, but I can't get into them. For some reason, I hear fakeness in the voices and in, you know, ah, hmm, man, I'm, I don't know what they like. Ah, come on. And the women are so dramatic. You know? No, I can't do it. You know, but, well, yeah. everybody's different. I love them, but that's okay. You do? Okay huh? that I do. I love old movies. Oh, look at you. I do. All right, then. And so, I spent a lot of, of my youth watching old movies because we had three channels. Oh, yeah. And old movies were a staple of, of one of the three channels. So, I, you know, I grew up with with uh, Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman and, yeah. and Betty Davis and um, Cary Grant and all those all those old old folks that you can't stand. But that's, that's like I said, it's OK. <laughs> I get it because I have I have a friend who hates old movies, too. So. I no when we go to my father-in-law's, he, if he's not watching NASCAR, he, he's watching these old-ass channels and shit. And I'm like, oh man, we gotta go, we gotta do. Now this. I, I can't do westerns. <laughs> I can't do old westerns. I can't I will say that. Yeah. I cannot do them at all. No. Um, um, I even like because there's one called The Searchers with John Wayne that is supposed to be like one of the pinnacles of movie making, and I watched that movie and one. All of that time back for my life, and of course, didn't get it. So you know, I, I just also I have a problem with low tech things, which in the, back in their in the days I, I, that was supposed to be, you know, the bomb. But then you know now you know you know what's going on, and you see you can actually see, you know the the low great technology being used to make some of those effects and you'd be like uh these motherfuckers are using a big ass fan <laughs> uh come on yo you lose your immersion <laughs> yeah yeah no nah. but okay so on august 2nd uh, of all the things no in that coming out, uh, I think I see that another season of Dear White People. Um, what is what season is this one? Uh, Dear White People volume volume three. I've been curious about Dear White People, but I haven't watched it. My son does. So to tell you the truth, I don't know what it's all about. But apparently, if it's coming back for a third season, clearly it has some kind of traction. Do you know what it is? I'm afraid I do not. I have to confess ignorance. Yeah, yeah, I have the same problem too. So, uh, three, four, five, six. I don't see anything good going on. Do you see any? Um, no, not really. Okay. For the ninth, Glow season three. Glow has been this really kind of like silent poison, if you will. 
Because apparently Glow is very popular. I know, and I have yet to watch any of it. <laughs> I, um, I, I haven't seen a single episode of it. So Yeah, um, wasn't Elizabeth Olsen in it? I don't know. Yeah, I know that they've caught everybody's eyes with nominations and stuff. And it's like this really evocative thing about women in the art of wrestling. But yes. I, I haven't gotten anywhere near watching it. So this might be a good moment to start. Yeah. 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 Have a few episodes to binge, so yeah, definitely. Or I should say seasons. There's, not episodes. Yeah. There's there's quite a few, well, there's quite a few uh episodes in three seasons, I suppose. And if it goes what do you think? Maybe thirteen episodes per season. Probably, yeah. Between ten and thirteen. That tells you how much we don't know about these things. So August thirteen <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We're basically talking about stuff we don't know anything about. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, you know, whatever. We're just we're just going around and telling you what's coming. So, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean that we've watched them. So, just bear with us. (laughs) August thirteenth, you have something coming out with Tiffany Haddish. uh, The red they they ready. So, I don't know if it's a special. Uh, by Tiffany Haddish for Netflix or if it's an actual series or whatever. Sounds like a special, but... But I'm going to say this and a lot of people are not go- uh, are going to hate me for this. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is one of those comedians that I love to see in a movie or in a sitcom. But the few times I've seen her on stage doing stand-up, I haven't... Mm-mm. Like it's it, she yeah. she she has the like some of these comedians that you love seeing doing the thing in movies, but like in stand up they're like not funny. Yeah, there's a lot like that, and of course I can't remember anybody's names at the moment. As is Ansari, yeah. as is Ansari for me is that is like that. Like I I don't I don't yeah. get I don't get him on stand up. Like in small doses, like they're like I can't watch a whole a whole like stand up routine of him, but I can watch like clips of a stand up routine. Yes. But like to sit down and watch him for two hours, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like okay, so you know one comedian that I never ever found funny. A stand-up comedian that I never, ever laughed at. And there was a time where this guy was everywhere. And he was everything. And he had, like, stand-up after stand-up after stand-up. And now, all of a sudden, you can't, you don't, you don't even hear from him. This dude named Dane Cook. Do you remember that guy? Oh, my God, yes. Like... Yes, he had a Vegas residency. His sign used to be everywhere when we were out there. And I never understood the whole thing with Dane Cook either. I don't think I even chuckled at one of his jokes. No! No! Like, how was this guy ever funny? And, you know, I'm glad he's gone away. Like, seriously. Yeah, I don't know where he went to, but he he can stay wherever he went. Oh, he just... (laughs) I'm I'm fine with him being gone. He can he can stay where wherever he went to. You know, when you were a one trick pony, at some point people get tired of that same trick. That's it. You know. Yep. And you want I a think, different horse. Yeah. Yeah. Bring that the, the horse. 
Yeah. How to do? <laughs> There's a lot going on on Netflix, so it's best that you find out for yourself. But we've told you some of the most important things. I have a friend, Jocelyn, that has been raving about Grace and Frankie. Is it? Is it? Is that what it's called, Grace and Frankie? Is that the one with um, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my my mother-in-law enjoys that. Yeah. Um, so we have to check that out, haven't we? Okay. Because like... Yeah, I haven't seen it. And and apparently it is a special type of comedy and really, really funny stuff. So now I'm curious. So I'm going to start taking a look at it. But it doesn't look like Netflix has a lot co- coming out. Um, like yeah, month it seems of like August a pretty quiet funny. summer. There's, there's a Jim Gaffigan... Uh, coming out on the 16th i i can watch his stand up um he usually makes me laugh jim gaffigan um yeah jim gaffigan usually makes me laugh yeah even though he's predictable and we'll always talk about his family and being fat i don't know yeah whatever whatever reason he get he gives me the giggles usually yeah actually he has a stand-up no not a stand-up a sitcom on one of those little channels and i i like it because it's still about the same it. thing. It's about the same things that he talks about. So, you know, being an Irish Catholic, fat guy who loves to eat and has a big family and how his wife is so hot, he doesn't even know why she's with him. It, 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 it's, it's pretty much that. What the same material that his stand-up comedy is, is the same thing that the, the, the sitcom is about, but it's funny. So yeah, that's that's good. I like that's I like good. I like Jim Gaffigan. Yes, he he, he yeah. good like that. Um, yeah. you want to tell us what what's on Hulu? Let's see what's on Hulu. Let me get down there. <sighs> I see uh, something here. Hulu is dumping a lot of stuff on <laughs> August first. I know like they're, <laughs> they're dumping everything in the world. Jesus. Okay. So the one that pops to my to my head to my face mm-hmm. is um. The Cutting Edge. Have you ever seen The Cutting Edge? No. Okay, so it's around the same era as Tu Wong Fu. Yeah. And The Cutting Edge is, it's nothing like Tu Wong Fu, but same, same, you know, early 90s, late 80s. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the dumbest movies you'll ever see. <laughs> I already like But it. I love it so much. I love it so much. It's, um... I can't remember any of the actors. It's all B-list actors, and it's about mm. a uh, a hockey dude who gets hit in the head and he loses vision in one eye, and so he can't be he can't play hockey anymore. So this is like the end of the life for him because it's all he's ever wanted to do, right? Is play mm-hmm. hockey. Mm-hmm. So and all he's ever trained for and everything else. So they decide to make him a figure skater. And they team him up with this woman who has never been able to keep a partner. She's Mm. never been able to to keep one because she's just a very horrible, nasty, terrible woman. But she's a great skater. But there's something to do with the sport that she can't be her own. She can't be a single. She has to always be a double. I don't know. It's some movie bullshit. But anyway, so they team them up together. And of course, you know, he doesn't want to do it because he wants to play hockey. He wants to do figure skating. That's, you know, a sissy thing. What in the world? (laughs) And so she proceeds to kick his butt. And um, so it's just a lot of 
great 80s montages of people skating around. And the music must be fantastic, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know, there's the romantic thing and they hate each other, but then they end up falling in love. And then they have to go to the Olympics. And it's it's an awful movie, but it's amazing. It's just wonderful. So anyway, I like how you trash talk the movie. I highly recommend it. Just watch it and like, you know, have have a drink every time she says Topic. <laughs> and you'll be schlitzed in like ten minutes. Oh my god. Um well yeah, you're right. They're really dumping stuff on August first. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that jumped out at me because I I remember that one. That's a good one. But yeah, like on August first, there's like four thousand things. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> so, what jumps out for me is uh, I think the the color purple is out there too. Um, That's a good one. And uh, there is four weddings and a funeral. Right, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, but it's gonna be the 1923 version. So I didn't know that existed. So that yeah, I'd like to see that. You know, with the low tech, you know, effects. That that should be dope to see. But oh oh, Rat Race. Right. Rat race. Rat race. Rat race. Yes. Rat race. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, what a rat race. Yes. And well, what day does that? When, when does that come out? What'd you say? When does that come out? Oh yeah, there it is. August first. Yeah, right after the Pink Panther. Pink Panther one and two. One and two. Rat race. Rat race is one of those movies. I think you either love it or you absolutely hate it. And I fall in the love it camp. Really? I'm afraid I do. Yeah, I love Rat Race. It's so quotable. Well, and, and the the whole scene with with them driving the Hitler car and, <laughs> and the and the gang, the motorcycle gang. Oh my god, it's just it's yeah. terrible. It's so good. You 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 have a knack for this because you have a knack for these movies that are terrible, but sort of like. <laughs> You you look like one of those people who would who would be one of the greatest fans of the movie The Room. You remember that Tommy <laughs> Tommy Wiseau movie? <laughs> oh hi, doggy. <laughs> hey, did you ever have you ever finished that movie? Because I couldn't. I finished it. Yes. Oh my God, you are my hero. I finished it. It's it's absolutely terrible. And and, and, and but I'm not going to say it's great. It's absolutely terrible. My Lord. But the thing is, I went with an open mind, knowing that it was bad. Right. But then it got to the point where we were like, no. <laughs> no. Why would I do that? Like, why? It, it, you, you, like, there's no surprise. It's just <laughs> just bad all over. Like, it, it just, it, you know, you know, like, sometimes you start watching a movie and it takes a turn for the worse. Yeah. Well, this one starts bad. <laughs> like, starts bad. It it never it it never even peaks at badness. I feel like I feel like it just stays. It started out really high bad and just stays there. Yeah, yeah. That's it's awful. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know another little movie that they're gonna throw in there too on August first. White man can't jump. You remember that? <laughs> uh, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. That movie was, yeah, like early 90s, 
like maybe 1991 or something like that. I think so. And at the time it was, you know, basketball was very popular in the Dominican Republic and um it was a it was a big movie there. You know, like street basketball like you you would go to the courts and you know and 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 play pickup games, you know, shirtless versus shirt wearings or whatever, you know, and everybody wanted to be Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and whatever, you know. So, so white men can jump at the time was big, 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 but really after you grow up and watch it, it's like, this movie's terrible. <laughs> There's no point to it at all. There's just no point to it. None. Yeah. <laughs> Is the title the most interesting thing about it? I think so. Well, actually, here, do you know the most inter interesting thing about that movie actually has nothing to do with the the two guys that are like, you know, throwing a, piece, a pissing contest ab about basketball. Rosie Perez actually was nominated, if I remember correctly, for an Oscar as Best Supporting Actress for her role in that movie because she was Woody Harrelson character, character's girlfriend and she was obsessed with with uh, participating in Jeopardy, the competition. And I think she actually, in the movie, made it in, in, uh, as a contestant in Jeopardy. I don't remember exactly, but I know that she had a thing for Jeopardy and in... And her character was that good. She was like the light of the of the movie, and she actually ended up being nominated. I don't know if she won, but yeah, that was that. She was the, the best thing, the best thing in this movie. Other than that, movie would have been absolute fucking crap. It was crap, but not absolute fucking crap. Gotcha. You know? <laughs> Do you see anything else during that? that month uh, let's see uh a simple favor which is the one that i'd mentioned in our summer blowout uh as one to watch is coming on august 22nd a simple and then favor. there's one i saw in here when i was scrolling around oh i have not seen this movie myself on august 27th the lincoln lawyer is coming out but somebody i um respect their opinion very much said that that movie was very very good well, isn't the um, Lincoln Lawyer one of uh, John Grisham's movies? Uh, one of Gr John Grisham's books? It may be. I'm not 100% sure. Because that's with uh, Matthew, uh, McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, somebody somebody told me, somebody that uh, whose opinion I value said that that was a very good movie. And I always meant to watch it and never did. So my chance will come up on August 27th. Well, if you like these kind of movies, if you're going to go for that, then you might want to watch. Because I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be here. It's going to be there, too. But early in August, I, I think I saw it there, is... The Rainmaker, which is also a John Grisham's uh, John Grisham's book, made into movie, and okay. The Rainmaker is actually starred by Matt Damon, um, Danny DeVito, and John Voight, and I want to say Sissy Spacek, but it is a hell of a movie. 
as good as the book, there's one of those few movies that are as good as the books, as the book. And I think from every, I'm a big John Grisham's uh, fan. <laughs> and to tell you the truth, I haven't seen, I haven't read one book that has been made into movie that ha the, the movie hasn't been as good as the book. And that only seemed to happen with John, John Grisham's uh, books, because I think even his, his narrative, his, his, as a narrator in his books, you could almost see it being a movie. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. very little things to change in his movie. And pretty much, you know, the theme, the topic is always around the same, um, you know, the same things, you know, criminal justice, racial inequities, and, you know, humble, poor lawyer that, wins a case that is too big that no one wanted so the rainmaker is something like that and you i mean you will you will be clapping like it's one of those movies that when you john void actually i discover how big of a how great of an actor he was with this movie And the same goes for Danny DeVito, who I had always only seen in comedies and, you know, twins and shit with, with, uh, Schwarzenegger and whatever. So I kind of took Danny DeVito seriously after that movie. So yeah, The Rainmaker, you should watch that, Joseph. I'll check it out. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'll check it out. Yeah. And I think that's it for Hulu. Huh? You see anything else? I don't see anything else. Yeah. So on Amazon, there's, there's a few things, but Amazon is so under the radar that it's hard to, like, I, I know, I want to assume that a lot of people have Prime Video, but I don't, most people I talk to, they're like, yeah, I've been thinking about getting Prime, you know, getting Prime, but no. It, is that the same case for you? Yeah, it is. And I don't quite understand it because, you know, Prime is great. <laughs> you don't have to leave your house to buy, buy stuff, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the the movies is is a, just a great... I'm sorry, I'm getting my own feedback, so... <laughs> oh, really? I can hear myself talking. It's oh. making me stutter. Sorry. Uh... No, that's okay. I think it went away. Okay. Yeah, I think it stopped. Sorry. Um, anyways, having the, the video and the music side of it is just a nice, great little bonus there with Prime. So I don't know why people are hesitating to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, I have the same problem, too. I, I feel like people people don't know what they're missing. But a lot of a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, if it's not hugely popular, if no, if not everybody is talking about it. People just won't do it, you know. They have some kick-ass original series. And like you said, you can order shit through Alexa, for fuck's sake. Why is everybody doing this? <laughs> you know, Alexa, order, I don't know, paper towels and shit. This is so dope. I, I don't know. But yeah. I find I'm, I'm not one of the dudes that orders a lot, a lot of things. Um, you know, my wife does that. 
<laughs> yeah, see, I don't I I don't particularly enjoy shopping for necessities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would much rather go on Amazon and pick out toilet paper and paper towels and and Kleenexes and all that fun stuff and just have it shipped to the house. Yeah. Because to me going to Walmart or Costco or Sam's Club and to buy that crap is like I, you know, just let me go hang myself. So <laughs> So yeah. if somebody will bring it to my door, that makes me a very happy person indeed. Yay! Spider-Man 3 is going to be on Prime. Is it? I no. No, I'm I'm lying to you right there. Okay. Yeah, I'm lying to you right there. I was still on Hulu, my bad. Yeah, Prime has Prime has some good stuff, but I I, I don't I don't think we should take time to go over them. Watch for yourselves, yeah. folks. Seriously. Yeah. Watch for yeah, yourself. Check out Prime. Prime is cool. Yeah. HBO has some good stuff too coming out. But HBO always has good stuff. So I don't even I'm not even gonna talk about that. Yeah. So we're just gonna go Netflix, Hulu, Prime. Yep. Whatever you wanna find out about HBO, know for yourself. Also it's good to mention that I believe August eleventh, the sixth and final season of Power comes out. No, is it is it eleventh? Yo, is it eleventh? I'm looking. Yes, I think so. Eh? So stars, I think this is one of the greatest things uh, stars has done is this series, and it's produced, of course, by Curtis Jackson, also known as Fiddy. And Curtis Jackson is a big actor now and shit. He'll be doing his thing too. So, the last season of Power is coming out, I believe, August 11th, and um, it's going to be a great season because it seems like everything is preparing to be a Tommy versus Ghost, Ghost versus Tommy. So, if you if you know the story of Power, if you know what, what Power is all about, the two best friends who built a complete drug empire and why don't you also build together a bunch of legit businesses now seems to be coming seem to be coming to a point where their friendship is collapsing and it is the final season so yes if you've never seen power may i recommend that you start binge watching and namely jocelyn my co-host should do that i'm on it because it is worth watching. It's very good. It's very, very good drama. Very good drama. Omari Hardwick is is a fantastic little actor. And when I say little actor, I mean because of his stature. Like, he's really a short dude, but <laughs> a fantastic actor. <laughs> uh, Naturi Horton is is beautiful, fantastic actress. Um, Lala Anthony, whom I did not know, well, I don't know Lala Anthony to be a trained actress, but surprisingly has a fantastic role there and does a, a great job. You know, I, again, I, I've always known Lala Anthony to be, you know, the wife of Carmelo Anthony and a model and things like that, but, but she's done fantastic in the, in this, in this show. And Joseph Sikora as Tommy is a legend. So watch power, watch power, watch power. 
and make sure you're ready for the sixth season because it's going to be uh, the bomb, if I may say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've got anything else to add, my dear Jocelyn? Um, there was two trailers that dropped uh, for movies coming out that I'm excited about. Um, the first one, of course, is the Mr. Rogers biopic starring Tom Hanks. Yeah. I'm still not sure how I feel about Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. Um, I don't really see much physical resemblance. Really? And I don't see a lot of um, mannerisms resemblance either, but it was a short trailer, so going into it with an open mind. Um, I was and am a huge fan of Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers was a big part of my childhood. Dead! And uh, <laughs> so I, um, I'm excited to watch this movie. I don't know if I'll go to the movie theater to see it or not because I have a feeling I'll probably cry through it. Yeah. And I don't really want to go with my own little box of tissues and sit there and, <laughs> and embarrass myself. So, uh, but I am excited that it came out. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's going to be good. I'm excited for it. So, um, I, you know, and, and, and I also kind of feel sorry for anybody who gets nominated for an Oscar, um, yeah. the year that this comes out because yeah. you know who yeah. is going to win it. <laughs> if Tom um, Hanks is nominated, Tom Hanks is the winner. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, all I'm saying. It's just, it's just going to happen that way. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really, know. <laughs> like I said, I feel sorry for everybody else who's, who's going to be nominated for that. Cause it's just, it's going to be bad for them. They, I mean, if, if I was one of the other actors and best, cause you know, he's going to be nominated. Oh yeah. And that's just a given. He's for two reasons. Hollywood loves Tom Hanks. Yes. And lo Hollywood loves a biopic. And everybody loves Mr. Rogers. And, every, and, and third reason, everybody loves Mr. Rogers. And, it, you know, okay, so Mr. Rogers wasn't a big part of my childhood. I, I, I didn't grow up here. But, of course, I know the legend of Mr. Rogers. Some of it is still on broadcast on TV. But when I saw, about a year ago, I want to say, at the beginning, or perhaps at the beginning of the year, I saw a still photograph of... Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers, and I actually th really thought that he looked a lot like uh, like him. But again, that was me at a glance, a guy that has not seen a lot of Mr. Rogers as much as you did in your in your childhood. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, well. I actually always thought that, um, and this is, I. A long time ago, posted on my Instagram page a picture, a comparison picture of Benedict Cumberbatch and Mr. Rogers when Mr. Rogers was younger. And uh, they have the same smile. Mm. So I was, I, I kind of wanted Benedict Cumberbatch to play Mr. Rogers. I'm not going to lie. Well, I, I have a theory. And I think you actually want to see Benedict Cumberbatch in everything. So I'm just saying. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could also be the case. But, you know. <laughs> She's like, but, you know, you know, it's entirely possible. You know, some people, what is it? Whatever it is, I think I see becomes Benedict Cumberbatch to me. Mm -hmm. So there we go. Mm -hmm. 
Like, we think Sam Jackson would be a good fit. No, 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 no. Benedict Cumberbatch. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, and what the was the next movie? The other movie is called Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. And um, it was directed by um, Mr. Watiti from New Zealand. Yep. And he's actually starring in it as Hitler. Hold on, hold on. Taika Waititi is playing Hitler. <laughs> a Polynesian Jew. He is a Polynesian Jew. Oh, He's playing God. Hitler. Yes. So this is a satire, and it's um, about a a young boy whose who's imaginary friend is Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Oh, okay. And the trailer for this is Wackadoo. And the description of this is wackadoo, and I think it might be right up my alley. I think I really might enjoy it. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Um, and there was an interview done with Mr. Watiti where they asked him if he'd done what research he had done to play Adolf Hitler. And um, I'm going to say a very bad four-letter word here. But he he said that he did absolutely no research because Adolf Hitler was a cunt. So why <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, he's right. So there you go. I'm not going to research this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just going to ridicule the shit out of him anyway. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 that sounds exactly like Mr. Taika Waititi for you right there. So <laughs> I would have loved, to, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to research and see if I can find any video of that interview <laughs> just so i can hear him say that yeah yeah you should you should look that and, and you check out his instagram page too because he has a beautiful little video posted um do you remember the old hitler meme that was going around for a while where it was people doing the subtitles of from the movie um i think it was the tom hanks movie they did about hitler where hitler has a complete meltdown and people have put funny yeah, no, that was actually Inglorious Bastards. Okay, that came out well, of Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> they, um, anyway, the he's posted on his Instagram page what so Hitler's reaction to this movie, <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing. So oh, I it, highly recommend that you go watch. Oh, it. I want to see that. I want to see. That. It's great. Literally, uh, so that's on Instagram. Uh yeah, what he posted is on yeah. Instagram. The the meme is on Instagram. The okay, whole little fantastic. the whole little video is on Instagram. It's in two parts on his Instagram. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But the movie is called Jojo Rabbit, and I I have a soft place in my heart for the name, so I'm just looking forward to it. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know more about trailers because like from the trailers last week, trailers I'm still trying to recover. So I actually didn't watch anything that came out this week at all because, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I well, think it was I'm, good that the Mister Rogers trailer came out after the Cats trailer because I think we I all know. needed to see Mister Rogers after Cats. Yes, yes, <laughs> and I, I particularly like your your meme. I don't know where you found it. Uh, nobody. <laughs> That was fantastic. And it's delightfully creepy. Was that was that a picture of um Nick Cage that they That's Nick Cage. People love putting him in things. <laughs> I, 
I don't really know why he gets put in that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he constantly is. So it's it's like the the crying Jordan, the crying Michael Jordan. Yes. <laughs> put this dude in everything, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right. Well, so let's move on to our topic of the day. We're talking about flea bag again. I want to say that this is on Amazon Prime. There are two seasons of it, and I. I have the cast there, but somehow I lost it. And we know that Let's see this show uh, is from 2017. I think the first season came out. It's a British comedy. And is it is starred by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is actually... A very good little actress, isn't she? She's uh, she was very good. Yes, she um, has won awards such as the BAFTA, uh, the British Academy Television Award for Best Female Performance in a Comedy, and it's because of Fleabag. But I want to start by saying, and I think Jocelyn will will agree with me on that, is that Fleabag is not for the faint of heart is it <laughs> no it, no it's not and no. you know not for anybody with the kitties around either number one forget about watching that with kids around like even if you have any suspicion that while thinking you are alone your kid might just pop up in the room to say hi mommy or hi daddy if that could ever happen don't be watching fleabag don't because it, it yeah just don't it's gonna lead to strange questions yes yes um but possibly notes sent home from school <laughs> there's a lot of words that are darn that you i know that you don't go around saying in the house that are thrown in this <laughs> in this show so six episodes per per season mm-hmm. in each episode around maybe 24, 26 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, we talk a lot. Almost everybody will tell you, I love British comedy. I love British comedy. Almost everybody you talk about, you know, but this is no Monty Python or anything like that. So, again, mm-hmm. it's very, I think it's an homage to awkwardness. A, it, I, I think. It challenges everybody's sense of of comfort, if you will. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. You know, it makes you very uncomfortable. It and it seems like they take pleasure <laughs> at that. <laughs> uh huh. Um, Jocelyn tells me that Phoebe Waller-Bridge actually came up with the show, didn't she? She yeah, she wrote the. She she created it and wrote the show. Yeah. So she created the character Feebag, Fleabag, and she wrote wrote the show. And, and so, what 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 do you think? What is your your I, opinion of Fleabag? Uh, I know everybody loved the show. Like it has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I know that critics are falling all over themselves to talk about how wonderful it is. And I do think that it's a good show. And I think that 
for the person that it connects with, it's going to connect with them on a very deeply personal level. However, for myself, I cannot connect with the lead character of Fleabag. I, I don't find anything in her, nothing in her speaks to me personally. Um, and she does this thing where she's constantly breaking the fourth wall to kind of include the audience in what's going on, kind of a wink and a nod type thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is is interesting, and and there's it's a very interesting way of of including the audience in the show. But for me, it made me feel very manipulated, and the character herself is very manipulative yeah. um, on the show. And I think I think that's a great actress who brings across this but i kind of i have problems with being manipulated yeah <laughs> i don't like to be manipulated um it 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 brings back bad things for me so i don't like the show in that sense i can't connect with her and i just kind of want to smack her around turns you off when she breaks the fourth wall because yes. where Breaking the fourth wall in this particular instance is sort of like a turnoff is because whenever you're watching a show or a movie where there is a character that does that, who does that, somehow you feel like you're becoming, you're becoming a friend. You're becoming an accomplice of this, of this character. Um, mm-hmm. if you saw, for instance, House of Cards, the character Kevin Spacey played was a bad motherfucker, right? But at the same time, because he constantly communicated, you know, breaking the fourth wall, even when he was being absolutely perverted and naughty, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. You kind of felt like you were in it with him. You kind of Mm -hmm. felt like you were, you know, he's been an asshole right now, but that's my boy. You know, he talks to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that happens with Fleabag, <laughs> you know. I I think, yeah, the the way it feels for me is that I'm trying to be included in something that I don't want to be included in. Right. It's right. like, I don't want any part of what you're doing. Stop talking to me. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. But I think the genius of Fleabag is that Fleabag knows and was created to be an odious character, I, I feel. I don't oh, know yes. I don't know that there is any intention for anybody to feel sympathy for Fleabag. No, I don't think so either. Except when she's funny. Like for instance, I don't know how far you've gone to the in into the first season, but there is a moment where you know some a, a big thing is is revealed like you know what happened to boo for instance um her mm-hmm. best friend who died and uh, she was agonized by that she was really you could tell that she was suffering and she was missing her friend and there was a, a great sense of uh, guilt that she was going through but still, I couldn't feel any sympathy for her. Yeah. Because when someone has done something terrible and you feel a certain amount of sympathy for them, you, even in your heart, you're saying, but, you know, 
I'm sure it wasn't your fault. I'm sure that you didn't mean it. I'm, you, you know what I mean? Like these, yeah. the, all of these little justifications you come up with to make this other person feel better about the situation because, you, you know, you feel, you empathize with them, right? Right. I, right. I couldn't feel that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I don't have any empathy for the character of Fleabag, and I don't, I feel like everything that happens to her is her own fault mm-hmm. and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You really she, she, she never made me care about her. I, I, and it's not that because she's a bad person or because she's odious or because all of these other things I've, I've had plenty of watched plenty of characters that are terrible people that I absolutely adore on screen. You could take Villanelle as an example. Yeah. Um, but to me, Fleabag, I'm like, I, I really don't care. I don't care that you're fucking this other guy. I don't care that you're doing all these other stupid things. I just don't care. You are a drain on everything. And you're like an energy vampire. And I've known way too many energy vampires <laughs> in my life, in real life, Yeah. that I don't need to watch one on TV. But here's the thing, though. I think if she's listening to it, like if Phoebe Waller-Bridge is listening to you right now, she should be feeling, I've accomplished my objective as an actress. Yes. Yes. Because she completely did. Yeah. I think that's exactly the point of, of, of Fleabag. I agree with you. I, and, do. I agree with you 100%. I think the show is really, really good, but I can't watch it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and here's the thing, though. As you're saying, I can't watch it, you still go on to the next episode. Mm-hmm. Because this is the kind of train wreck that we we somehow know that we're going to just cover our eyes when the moment arrives, but still we watch the we watch it happen, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel so. We've been talking about the character of Fleabag itself, but let's talk about the people around her, right? Mm-hmm. And if you pay attention, you will also see a lot, you will learn a lot about the story of Fleabag and and how not she becomes, but why she is the way she is. Right? Um, It seems to me that these two girls were raised by two parents where one both parents were always there, but one was in it 100%, and the other one was simply, hey, I'm just here. I'm just here because I have to be here. Um, yeah. So in, in this particular case, I'm talking about the dad. So you have two girls who yeah. did ne- like the dad doesn't know how to have a relationship with them, right? And one of them, sort of accepted that reality and made something out of it. And Fleabag seemed to be still looking for that, (laughs) you know, looking for, because at the end of the day, all of those tantrums seem to be in search of attention. Mm -hmm. And that search for attention is specifically, if I dare to say, is to create a reaction in the father, isn't he? 
Yeah, I think so. Am I am I am I misreading this? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think that there's definitely a lot of um unresolved youth trauma. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how young they were when their mother died. I I miss that, but I just don't Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I think that a lot of her behavior is to try and pay attention to me yes. pay attention to me look at me look mom no hands look dad, <laughs> no hands you know that kind of thing yeah but, um yeah it's just i just found it difficult to care about all of that and now i'm going to say something that i think you you probably if you, i'm glad we're not doing the show you know in the same, in the same studio because I know you probably would stab me in the neck if I say that in your presence. <laughs> <laughs> because I still don't understand watching the show. I do not understand why Olivia Coleman is nominated for an Emmy for I'm, this I'm, character. It's actually okay. I'm not going to stab you in the neck. I don't know either. <laughs> but, she's done much better work. And I'm not saying that she's, I, I'm not saying, I mean, she's Olivia Coleman. So, I mean, but I, no, I, I don't, I don't get it either. Yeah. But I also have to say that her ability to, she is good at it. And that her ability to just kind of slip that little, just that enough of a little bit of a, of a, of a backhanded compliment yes. or just a little bit of a, of a, you know, you look tired type thing. Just, mm -hmm. She just, I was always slipping the knife in just a little bit. Um, as an actress, she did that very well and she did not overdo it at all. Like, right. There, there, there are definitely actresses who would have hammed that up and made it been like, Hey, look, I'm sticking a knife in her back. <laughs> but, 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 was just, but can I say something here? Of course. The fact of the matter is what she's doing our mother-in-laws have done that for fucking centuries. So she's basically imitating <laughs> an everyday mother-in-law or, or I don't know, but for me, that's what it sounds like. Like the, all those backhanded compliments are the ones that, you know, a daughter-in-law would, would be receiving from, from the very typical mother-in-law, which is not, which is not what she's playing. Right, but she's playing stepmom. Yeah, she's playing stepmom. But th this is what I hear. This is what I see there. And and so for me, I don't know how much acting that requires. I don't know if if that makes sense. Maybe I'm I'm not um, appreciating her histrionic better. But knowing that it is Olivia Coleman, right? I suppose perhaps my expectations of what she should play. Are getting a bit out of hand. <laughs> I'm, 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 I've talked her up too much. <laughs> I, I I think she does great in it, but I agree with you in that her her nomination doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think she does a great job in this, but I don't I don't think that her nomination makes a lot of sense. I mean, compare this to Broadchurch, for an example, right? Or I don't know the 
meet the uh, night manager when she was mm-hmm. freaking pregnant and she still nailed that character. And by the way, that character was designed and written for a dude. <laughs> okay. So if you haven't seen night manager, by the way, we've talked about night manager, I think in one of those, you know, long list of shows to watch, I think you still can find night manager on prime. I believe you can. Yeah. Yes. And who is it again? It's Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman, Tom Hiddleston, Hugh Laurie. And Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic show. And and I think I think she should have she should have won something here in the US, because I know that in, in in Britain she just has to be on the playbill and she wins shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I think the same is the same is starting to happen with her here too, because again, I'm questioning the 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 nomination, and perhaps she's not going to win it, obviously. But again, you know, this this little character is kind of like too weak for for her to even get mentioned near an award. What else uh, calls your attention? The sister, Sion, the the um. Actress that plays the sister, what's her name again? Sion Clifford. Sion Clifford. Yeah, I think yeah. she nails this character, and and her character is a bit more profound, if you will, than Fleabag. Yeah, she's a bit more um, poignant. I feel like. Yeah. She's a bit more. Um, I don't know. I connected a little better with her than I did with Fleabag. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's. They're two very messed up people, which I mean, we're all messed up people. Yeah, we are. We are, and 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 maybe it's cringy for us because you know we see too much of ourselves on TV <laughs> with, within them. Be. That definitely mm. could be, because I know you know they always say, "Oh, well, you don't like in other people what you don't like in yourself." You know that you can't admit to yourself. So maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, kudos to too huh? deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you you here with me? You here with me? Kudos to Jenny Rainsford though, because she is basically playing a character who no longer leaves. Yet every time she's on screen, I want her to stay there. I did too. The the girl that plays Boo. Yes, I loved. I lo- yes. Every time Boo was on screen, things were better. Yes, and I think I want to associate this, you know, deep falling in the pit of hell kind of situation that Freebag finds herself with, in because of the non-existence of 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 Boo who seemed to have been the only thing that made her perhaps a more palatable person, if you will. Yeah. Kind of like Boo was her, uh, I don't know, brought out the best in her. Yeah. Whatever best means in that case, (laughs) doesn't it? Yeah, true. I'm curious just because like I'm on episode two of season two. And so I'm curious to see what sh- what what Fiona Shaw's character is in there, because I haven't I haven't gotten to to seeing her in anything yet. 
But Fiona Shaw is is reliably good. So yeah, because she's nominated too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Everybody, everybody loves this show. Critics love this show. Everybody loves this show, and I, I think it's a good show. And I, I see the execution that's there, and I see the writing, and I see how good it is. But it's, for whatever reason, not. It's not my cup of tea. Not your cup of tea. Not your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Andrew Scott playing one of the craziest. Uh, priests I've ever seen in my life. I can't even take him seriously as a priest. Like seriously, no. And I've known some crazy priests, okay. But this dude right here is playing everything but a priest. <laughs> well, every time I see Andrew Scott, all I'm ever going to think is Moriarty. <laughs> ah, that is true. That's all I'm ever going to think. That is he can true. Be anything else and i am always going to see moriarty like i'm going to wait for moriarty to pop out from behind whatever character this is and be like you know kill sherlock yeah (laughs) yeah that is true that's true and i was like why did they cast moriarty for this thing but then yet he happens to be funny and crazy and not as scary (laughs) but yeah that's all you see moriarty what about Jamie Dimitri? <laughs> like, dude doesn't even have a name. They they cast him and they call him Train Rodent. <laughs> like, really? Nobody I... asked him his name or anything. It's just like even even on the credits, it's a Jamie Dimitri Train Rodent. Train Rodent. Yep. Train That's rodent. insane. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So I I think it's fair to say that this show isn't bad. And we we I hope you don't misunderstand and misconstrue our critique of it as bad. We are not talking about Phoebe Waller Bridge, the actress, as you know, not being good in this character. We're talking about the character is um, is hard to swallow. You know, the show itself is great. You will have a blast. You will laugh a lot. You know, it's not that it's an, it's an unfunny show. You'll cringe a lot too. Exactly. It's just it's just cringy like that. <laughs> you know, it's cringy yeah. like that. Yeah. But again, if you for the past 23 years have watched you know South Park and Family Guy yeah you'll you'll do okay with this show too I don't know that Family Guy is that cringy but South Park has has pushed the boundaries a lot (laughs) so yeah you'll be okay you'll be okay and this is gonna be a good show for you and it is a good show so let's get that out of the way Mm -hmm. right um what else do you have? I don't think I have anything else. Okay. So I think, I think you know, we're going to call it a day here. <laughs> Watch Fleabag. Season two is now available. Season one is or it has already been available on Prime Video. And uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see how Phoebe Waller-Bridge does with the Emmy nomination 
I think yeah, the nomination I think. itself is is a fantastic thing, but I don't know how I would feel if she won it. If she won it, really, based on the people she's nominated with, what do you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see how all of this plays out at the Emmys. Yeah, all of his nominations for this, because there's a lot of people up against a lot of other really good people. So yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a good show, the Emmys. Yeah. Because it would be like, it would be sort of crazy to see that for Fleabag, Phoebe Waller-Bridge would win an Emmy over Rachel Brosnahan as Mrs. Maisel, for instance. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, that, this is one of those things. And mm-hmm. the same goes for Olivia Coleman winning an Emmy over Alex Borstin <laughs> from Mrs. Mm-hmm. Maisel or, you know, all of the other nominees, like I said, these are great actresses and the show itself it's is, is is not bad. But some of these characters are effortless and some of them are just not palatable enough to for anybody to like them. So here you go. I want to <laughs> I want to go ahead and remind everybody that we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, and also we have a website which is www.kickingandstreamingpodcast.com. dot dot com. And uh, if you click on the and you can always find Jocelyn on Instagram as Jocelyn Podcast, and I'm on Instagram as Mister Putzetta. Reminding you that when you listen to the show on our Buzzsprout player, there's a little heart, right? And that little heart means you, you can become a patron of the show. That will lead you to our patron page, which is patreon.com slash kicking and streaming podcast. And you will see some suggestions as to how you can contribute to the show. Go ahead and do that, please. We'd like it very much. How about that, Jose? Huh? That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Everything That'd be awesome. is awesome. You like everything is awesome? The song? Yeah. Yeah. I also like um the Decemberist twisted version, which is everything is awful. That's exactly why I asked you because I saw <laughs> I saw you posting everything, everything is awful. <laughs> Well, all right then. We hope to see you next week. We'll be talking about something else. Yes. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know what. What are we going to talk about next week? I still don't know yet. You want to do pose? I definitely would would love to do pose. Let's do pose. Yeah. Let's do pose next week. Let's do pose. Yes, yes, yes. That's one damn show I like. Oh, for me and for Jocelyn, this is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, everybody. Bye. You take Bye. care. Bye. Bowdy do. <laughs> Bowdy do. Is that Bowdy. what we go with? <laughs> All right. Take care, Joss. <laughs> Bye. Bye.